0: Welcome to Zion Fellowship's Bible Wire. In these podcasts, we discuss what the Bible says, line upon line and precept upon precept. Today, Ben Allen will be continuing our study on the Book of Acts. Settle in for the next few minutes and learn more about who God is and how he loves. Hi, everyone. This is episode three of six. Last episode, we discussed the various scenes uh, regarding Saul's proclamation of the gospel and the cautious welcome of him into the community as a brother. Let's continue working on these episodes with the end of Acts 9. This is Acts 30 or 9, 32 through 43. This is the rest of chapter nine. Let's read the text. Now, As Peter, ESV, by the way, now as Peter went here and there among them all, he came down also to the saints who lived at Lydia. There he found a man named Ananias, bedridden for eight years, who was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Ananias, Jesus Christ heals you. Rise and make your bed. And immediately he rose. And all the residents of Lydia and Sharon saw him. And they turned to the Lord. Now, there was in Joppa a disciple named Tabitha, which translated means Dorcas. She was full of good works and acts of charity. In those days, she became ill and died. And when they had washed her, laid her in the upper room, she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up, and he gave her his hand and raised her up. Then, calling the saints and widows, he presented her alive, and it became known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. And he stayed in Joppa for many days with one Simon, a tanner. End reading. The scene shifts from the last section of Saul's conversion and welcome into the believing community to Peter's traveling ministry. In the coastal region of Judea, people are turning to the Lord. And while in Peter's travels, we see him responding to various needs with healings, a resurrection of the dead, and belief in Christ spreading. Lydia was about a day's journey, about 25 miles on the road to Jerusalem. And from verses 32 through 35, the narrative is brief without reference to any supportive action and putting the focus on the sudden outcome namely immediately Ananias got up and the effect on those outside the church all those who lived in Lydia and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord many unbelievers in Lydia and the surrounding coastal plain of Sharon turned to Jesus as Lord acknowledging his divine authority and saving power through the actions and words of his Apostle The risen Jesus continues to heal through Peter. Despite its close association with Judea, Joppa seems to have been a distinctly Greek city. So when Peter reached this point, he was definitely in Gentile territory. Joppa, or Jaffa in Arabic, is mentioned in the Old Testament, in Joshua nineteen. Uh, Nineteen forty-six, Second Chronicles two sixteen, Ezra three seven, and I believe in Jonah one three. In that city, there lived a disciple. The feminine form for "matheritria," which is the feminine word for disciple, and it just it's a, a gender language, so it's not anything to be alarmed about. It's used only here in the New Testament. Her Aramaic name was Tabitha the feminine forma for deer or gazelle. And her Greek name, Dorcas, similarly meant an animal of the deer kind. She had a reputation for always doing good and helping the poor. Further details of her good works are given when mention is made of the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. It is reading too much into the example of this one faithful disciple to suggest that there is in Joppa a fairly developed charitable organization as some have done so in other scholarly works but there is no doubt that Luke wishes to highlight the importance of Dorcas and her ministry to the needy she was probably a wo- woman of need uh, a woman of means with leisure and freedom to do good deeds for others once again generosity surfaces in the narrative of Acts as a sign of the spirit's work in those who turn to Christ. It is interesting in our culture the washing of a dead person may seem obscene. But it seems to at least suggest this person was a person of significance in this community. It is also possible that she may have led a house church. And Finishing this chapter, Peter moves swiftly to the place of mourning. Luke is painting a, a very grim scene, somewhat like Jesus in Luke 8:51 through 56. Peter sent them all around, all out of the room, and though this miracle occurs even more privately. Furthermore, whereas Jesus uh, Jesus took the little girl by the hand and commanded her to get up, Peter got down on his knees and prayed like elijah he expressed in prayer his total dependence on god for the resuscitation of the dead in second kings 4:33 then turning towards the dead woman he said tabitha get up recalling Jesus' address to the daughter of Jairus in mark 5:41 and in luke 8:54 the same word get up and esthea probably not pronouncing that right, is used in verse 34 and in verse 40. Though here with reference to an even more remarkable event than the healing of a man who was paralyzed, it is the, it is a verb, it's the verb, frequently associated with the resurrection of Jesus. In dependence upon the risen Lord, Peter called upon a dead person to rise, and the reality of the miracle is stressed in simple terms. She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. With the remaining verses of the chapter, Peter's care for this woman is stressed. He used this as a way to exhort the believers and widows within the community, exhorting them at this mighty work of God in order to lift the name of Jesus Christ in the community. Miracles and gifts more broadly established faith. Let me say that again, miracles and gifts more broadly established faith. And it is in the total agency of our God. Luke ends this story on a strange note that Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. Indeed, this Simon the Tanner is mentioned again several times in the following narrative. In chapter 10, tanners were considered unclean by more scrupulous Jews because of their contact with the hides of dead animals. Peter was apparently not troubled by such concerns, but he would soon have difficulty taking the more radical step of visiting a Gentile household. He would need a series of revelations from God to move him in that direction. As we will see in the next couple of episodes, it is Peter's mindset and overall disposition that moves him to a place of what God will ultimately do, which is to bless the nations with the light of the world. Before I end this episode, I want to encourage everyone, if they haven't, to pick up the book on miracles by Dr. Craig Keener. He wrote a large work on the topic as well as a shorter bridge version. It is a wonderful testament to how God has and continues today to work miracles through the church and the rest of the world. We are a charismatic church, and seeing these things are amazing. They all point to the loving King whom we all serve. We have reached the end of today's Bible Wire podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, or if you'd like more resources related to this podcast, you can find us online at www.zionfellowship.net. We're also available on social media. Look for Zion Fellowship. Thank you for joining us today on Bible Wire.